You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. James T. Harris is sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I am a conservative radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster. And the big top is the News Talk 550 KFYI. We are on Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, and we just absolutely love uh, talking about what is going on in our country. We love celebrating the President of the United States because we really do believe that he is part of the good things that have been happening in the first two decades of the 21st century. Now, some of you may argue with me. James, how could you say this? What about Syria? What about the Ukraine? What about Donald Trump? How can you possibly be saying that things are better? You know, it was uh, Matt Ridley. He is a writer out of the UK. He is part of the conservative party. He came out with this article. That's what I read from the opening up the show today. We've just had the best decade in human history. And the byline is something that um, I talk about all the time. Uh, it didn't make the news because good news is no longer considered news. This is something that we talked about yesterday on the Glenn Beck program, how the news is not out to uplift, how the news is not out to even report the truth, let alone, you know, the truth, the, the story. No, the news is right now about destroying the president about ignoring his accomplishments. But if you were born or before the 1980s, you remember a world in which there was poverty, famine. You remember the images of the of, of some of the famine victims around the world, primarily in Africa. You remember these things. You remember the disease rates. You remember uh, global inequality. It's something that the left still talks about in the face of human achievement. When we turn our attention to the United States of America and we look at what has, what has gone down over the last few years, my goodness. Here's just a few of President Trump's accomplishments. Uh, fasten safety belts. Here we go. Trump tax cuts and regulatory reform. We had the USMCA trade agreement negotiated and passed. We have Mexico halting illegal migration flows. We have new Central American amnesty agreements. We have border wall under construction. We have lower energy costs. We have lower and stabilized fuel costs. We have the highest blue collar wage gains in decades. We have seen the largest resurgence of manufacturing jobs in the last 50 years. We have the Korea-U.S. trade agreement, the U.S.-Japan trade agreement. We have the U.S.-China trade agreement phase one. We have withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific multinationals. That was called the TPP. We had the dissolution of the Paris Climate Treaty. <laughs> I love that one. Approval of Anwar Energy Developments. We have five new gasoline refineries that are underway. Do you remember when a refinery would go down in Texas, it would disrupt everything? Well, the President Trump has addressed that. 
we have U.S. energy independence. We are now the world's largest producer of energy. We have the largest employed U.S. workforce in our country's history. 150,000 employer registrations to U.S. trade skill apprenticeships are underway. Seven new industrial steel manufacturing plants. We have a low and stable 1.5% inflation. We have the highest GDP growth amid industrial countries. We have the highest consumer confidence in decades. They're saying that this holiday between Black Friday and Christmas is a whopper, a blowout. We have the highest small business confidence in decades. 7.3 million jobs available right now. We have one-year net employment gains of 2.4 million workers. We have two Supreme Court justices because of President Trump. We have over 176 lower uh, judges, lower court judges. There have been no new wars since President Trump has been in office. We have a, a embassy in Jerusalem. We have North Korean hostages that were released. ISIS has been destroyed. The caliphate has been dismantled. Al-Baghdadi is dead. Ladies and gentlemen, under this president, our country is winning. Are you tired of winning? I am not tired of winning. All last year, when you turn on the television, we were told that a recession was coming. All last year, no, we can go back further. Upon the election of this president, we were told that the stock market is going to crash. The stock market is at all-time highs, as is NASDAQ. Why are we not celebrating this news? Why are we not celebrating these triumphs? Well, in this country... It's because of Trump derangement syndrome. That is a new phenomena here and across the world. We actually have very powerful people who are in control of the media who have sworn to destroy this president because they don't like him. Project Veritas exposed Zucker over there at CNN. Project Veritas has a CNN executives on tape, as well as the CEO, talking about a daily campaign to destroy the president of the United States. We see the derangement syndrome over on MSNBC. We see the president's accomplishments ignored on ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS. There's only half of Fox that talks about the accomplishments of President Trump and the liberal media cannot abide by it. Now, we do have outlets on the right. We have the blaze. We have outlets on the right. We have, we have conservative talk radio 
And we are starting to see how more and more Americans are migrating away from these mainstream media sources, from these liberal media sources, and they're looking elsewhere. I invite them to come here. I invite them to come to the circus. I invite them to follow uh, pundits and uh, conservative pundits. Because you know what? They may be biased. They may tell you that they're conservative. But they're not going to set out and try to deceive you and lie to you. And that's what we have been. The media has been trying to deceive us in lying to us. Now, there's more. It's not just the fact that we have the left out there who is trying to destroy the president. I'm sorry, the media. We also have a real strong very dangerous surge in socialism. Socialism. Well, the Democrat Party is pretty much gone socialist. Uh, I think that when we look at the 2020 candidates right now, the strongest candidate is, wait for it, wait for it, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and I'm laughing because that ought to be absolutely ridiculous. He should have been laughed out of the building last go round. But Bernie Sanders cut a deal. He could have called out Hillary Clinton's corruption. He could have called out how that whole thing was rigged with the DNC and Debbie Wasserman Schultz back there in 2016, but he did not. And what did he get out of it? Two extra houses and a book contract. He's now a millionaire. And because Bernie Sanders is a millionaire, he no longer complains about millionaires. He complains about billionaires, you see. And if Bernie gets to cut another deal, he won't complain, complain about billionaires. He'll be, he'll be complaining about gazillionaires. But the real thing that's dangerous is not that Bernie Sanders is going to win the Democrat nominations and, and then win the presidency. No, no, no. The real danger is that Bernie Sanders is amassing a, an army, a movement, and he's handing it over to AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And AOC is stuck on the stupidity of socialism. We just talked about how our country has been absolutely on a, a high the last two or three years. We've talked about how the first two decades of the 21st century have been on point. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. We're on Monday through Friday, a 7, I'm sorry, 4 to 7. You can also follow me on Twitter at James T. Harris or find me on Facebook at James T. Harris Media. I don't like the media, but James T. Harris, you're in the media. Yes, yes, I am. But we have really seen how biased uh, the media has become over the last, I would say, like 10 years. 
There was that period where we believed everything we saw on the television. We, we, there, there were big three, and they all said the same thing, and they weren't to be questioned. One of the things that I actually loved about this museum in Washington, D.C., called the Museum, is that you really did. You could follow that thing. You could go in there, and you could uh, see the moments of your life. Because that's what the news media actually does. You can remember those big moments, the space shuttle blowing up. You can remember those huge moments, those turning points in history, as I used to call them. That's not what we're getting anymore. The turning points in history are debacles. And 2019 was full of them. Let's go back to last January. We've got the Covington Catholic kids. The media ripped apart a 16-year-old student seen in a video smirking at a Native American activist on the National Mall during a school trip. It was part of the March for Life. Oh, this young kid was marked. He was an American of European descent. He had on a Make America Great Again hat to other folks around him. And he was out in D.C. marching for life against abortion. Nick Sandman was his name, junior at the school. And he was depicted as someone who harassed along with his peers. Members of the black Hebrew Israelites. Remember, they just got uh, in, in a big fat mess where it was committed murder. Latest shooting. Not only was the media wrong about that, they continue to be wrong about that. You got Nick Sandman suing. I hope he wins. The media vilified Sandman. And uh, everybody was a part of it. Some of the people that we know and love just were all in on this kid. Then we have February. Juicy Smollett. <laughs> That's what Dave Chappelle calls him. Juicy Smollett. You know that French actor? From the TV show Empire? Yes, his name, his name is uh, Jussie Smollett. And he was a guy who uh, uh, said that he got beat up in Chicago in the middle of the night. It was like sub-zero weather. And they poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. And, and they were like Trump supporters. And they, they yelled, you know, in Chicago, this is MAGA country! As they were running <laughs> And the media bought that hook, line, and sinker. We were getting lectured to about how uh, hard it is for black gay men in this country. Stop laughing. My producer is in here laughing. Stop laughing. It's a serious moment. That's right. Until... Until the story started falling apart, literally falling apart. And then from that story, we found out that Juicy Smollett had some very, very powerful friends because they got all these charges dropped. And we found out that they had close ties to the Obama administration. But people didn't want to talk about that very much. They downplayed that very much. It's a very bad look. This episode illustrates the, the, the double standard that's in our society. It's okay to lie if it's in the name of left-wing social justice. In March of last year, how can we forget the Mueller report? <laughs>
This is this is perhaps one of the media the media's most magnificent mistakes of the year. Special Counsel Robert Mueller unveiled his findings from a two-year unlimited resource investigation completely exonerating the president of the United States. In other words, the report was a big fat nothing burger. And it was pushed for years during the media every single night. There was a new bombshell, the investigation. Nothing. And I believe, uh, even though that was a huge big bomb a news event, uh, that is what, that, that's at the point in time when the Democrat, Democrat party started to go insane. They had put all of their marbles in that. Actually, I was about to mix metaphors. They put all of their eggs in that basket. I don't think you put marbles in baskets, do you? Maybe if you're a kid trying to get one put the other, but why would you even have that? But I digress. April, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. This was a story. This was hilarious because, you know, the president didn't show up. Why should he show up, you know, to get his assets kicked off and just get bandied around? As a matter of fact, I think it was at one of those correspondence dinners during the Obama administration that motivated President Trump to jump into the race. Oh, they ridiculed him. He got the last laugh. Uh, uh, this year at the nerd prom, all they could do was openly attack President Trump and they complained that he wasn't there to take it. <laughs> In May, <laughs> you got Joe Biden, old creepy Uncle Joe. All of these videos come out, you know, of Joe nuzzling next to women and nuzzling little girls and sniffing them. <sighs> what was crazy is the media started making excuses for him. The media effectively killed the whole Me Too era by supporting Joe Biden in this moment. In this moment that would have like it would have it would have taken most politicians out. This was the strongest chance uh, that the Democrats had to defeat uh, uh President Trump. That's what was believed at the time. So they ran to protect creepy Uncle Joe, making May the month that the Me Too movement died in june of of this year we've got the media standing up for antifa it was the most amazing thing you've ever seen you had don lemon on cnn explaining it saying you know it's right there in the name antifa which means anti-fascist is what they're fighting for <laughs> Antifa that starts riots on college campuses. Antifa that keeps people from speaking. Was upheld by the media, was upheld by the news anchor over at CNN. This one escaped my attention. This was because in July, I was busy uh, watching my son get married to his beautiful bride. So the 50th anniversary of the moon landing at I missed that. But it, it, it turns out that um, while we were celebrating, most of us regular people were celebrating uh, one of humankind's, human civilization's greatest achievements, putting a man on the moon. The media condemned the event because it was mostly white male dominated. You see, there was no uh, there was no diversity. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like Star Trek. You didn't have Sulu. You didn't have Lieutenant Uhura. You didn't have Spock or nothing like that. All you had was white men. White men put a man on the moon. And the media in this era has to castigate them. And I'm not done with this one because this one is just amazing to me. White people being racist against other white people is the end thing. In August, we saw Chris Cuomo go berserk after somebody called him Fredo. <laughs> they said that Fredo, the media, the Fredo is now the new N-word, the new and we're calling somebody of Italian descent Fredo is like calling, you know, me a ninja. There are a few more big events that took place over the media. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what they are because I have come to a conclusion that there is a solution to this media problem. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. My name is James T. Harris. I'm a radio talker out of Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my show is The Conservative Circus. I am the ringmaster, and the big top is News Talk 550 KFYI. We're talking about identity politics here. No, if I would have told you that, of course, all hell would have broke loose, but I didn't say that. Actually, it was Michael Moore. And what Michael Moore said is white men who voted for Trump, are not good people. You should be afraid of them. He said this in an interview with Rolling Stone. Sick now, of, I'm just, I refuse to participate in post-racial America. I refuse yeah. to say because we elected Obama that suddenly that means everything's okay. White people have changed. White people have not changed. Two-thirds of all white guys voted for Trump. That means anytime you see three white guys walking at you down the street toward you, two of them voted for Trump. You need to move over to the other sidewalk because these are not good people yeah. that are walking towards you. You should be afraid of them. And the on third one probably says, I'm thinking about voting for Trump. Right. Yeah, the, th well, the third one is yeah. you yeah, and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We're right. like, we're traitors. We're traitors to our race. That's how they see us, too, by the way. Oh! <laughs> the very thing that they accuse us of is what they do. Can you imagine, you know, if you see uh, four black people together, all of them voted for Obama. So you should be afraid. <laughs> you should be afraid and you should avoid them. My goodness. You know, if, if Michael Moore would say that, he would be racist. But for some reason, he's allowed to say that about his own ethnicity. Why is that? Because he's woke. He's woke. And because he's woke, he can now point to other white folks, Americans of European descent, especially if they're male and they voted for Trump. But he could say that they're racist and they should be avoided. Wow. Telephone number is 888-727-BECK. We got Carl out in Alabama. Carl, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, uh, Glenn. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not Glenn. <laughs> you're James. <laughs> uh, uh, I have been waiting for this moment for a long time. And a bonus for me is to wish my cousin Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm so proud of you. I got a lot of things to talk about. I don't think I'm going to be able to get them all in. But um, just know that I agree with most of what you're saying. And you actually have added to my 
uh, category of vocabulary when you say uh, um, Americans of European descent. Uh, I don't like putting labels on things, black, white, green, yellow, pink, purple, or orange, because they all carry negative connotations. Uh, however, I think that's a good one. I mean, if we can be if we can be of African descent, then they can be uh, of well, European cousin descent. Carl, which is yeah, cousin Karen, where I'm African. coming from is we you know we're Americans first. We are Americans exactly. first, and then if you want to make some distinctions, you can tell me where your people are from. Absolutely, absolutely, and I fully agree with that. And that's my that's my site. Uh, I really don't care about the rest of it. I'm an American, born, exactly. bred American, 100. percent The Constitution is my document. And it gives me my rights and, and everything, and uh, no man can take it away from me. No, well, they're trying to. Take it away from me. But they but are they trying. Are. They are. You know, and I also was thinking that, you know, uh, I agree. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Glenn. I started out loving him because he used a chalkboard to break down things and made it simple. It's like, yeah, I, I, he thinks like I think. Um, you know, uh, my first, my first, well, I, I guess I won't mention that, but you know, the, the second thing is that, uh, I started to dislike him a little bit, uh, when he came against Trump in the beginning, his explanations were good and it made me struggle because I trusted Glenn. So I'm saying if he's against this guy, I better, better do my homework. That only made me better for Trump. Uh, and then he came back with his same way that he tries to seek the truth and he tries to, to do what's right. And he now is a Trump supporter. So I, I trust Glenn for doing the right thing, doing the homework and, 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 and making it simple. So I appreciate that. And, uh, uh, you know, I just want he, he he's, he's done it again because he got my cousin on the, <laughs> on the line. And I really, appre <laughs> I really appreciate that. And I, I really did not realize after all of these years that you had done that. And I have been trying to uh, I've, I've done radio and TV and I've been trying to uh, figure out a way to get to our people. And I only say that because we're practically singing to the choir. I mean, you know, what we talk about, the truths that we talk about needs to get to our people because I don't think they're woke at all. I don't think well, Al Sharpton is woke. And you notice I didn't no, say that R-E-B word because he is not unreverent to me. I know what the word means uh, and I have no reverence for him. Uh, I don't think that Jesse Jackson is woke. I don't think that many of our uh, quote-unquote uh, self-appointed leaders in our community anymore. Uh, I think I think I think some of the better ones died with pops, with your your father. Well, and, I'll and tell so you what, Carol. What you're saying, what you're what you're saying here is really really interesting because. You talked about Glenn Beck going through his changes, and you were watching that. You were talking about the chalkboard. You were watching that, and you you were able to follow along. You were able to taught you to think for yourself. Is in this sense, I, I I'd say that you know TV is a, a good thing. But then the other thing that you mentioned here is you know how you don't trust uh, uh, Al Sharpton, you don't trust the Jesse Jacksons, and I think that you're right not to. And you say, how do we get to our people? I would like to put out there that President Trump has cut through all of that and he's doing just that. He is cutting, he is cutting through the media noise and he is reaching, uh, to the people and they're hearing them. And this is why we're seeing the, um, approval rate among Americans of African descent grow. We're seeing the approval rate uh, from uh, Americans of uh, a Mexican descent grow. 
As a matter of fact, here's something that a lot of people, especially on the left, they just don't want to hear. Here is a Hispanic Trump voter who happens to be on the television set and they're asking him, reporters are asking him, why do you support Trump? I look at President Trump as the one who most closely represents my values. People will hear that and say, values? You know, what values does the president have? So when you say that, what do you mean? I mean supporting things that I support, like uh, being against abortion, uh, being for limited government involvement, being for border security. Whoa, wait a minute, what? Being against abortion? Being for border security? Immigration? But, 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 sir, you're Hispanic. You're not supposed to support Trump. How did this guy ever end up in the Trump camp? One of the things that is happening in our country today is, is because the media has so discredited itself. Because the media and the Democrat Party has lied to to Americans for so long. People are starting to open their eyes. When President Trump called out Elijah Cummings for his rat infested district. Oh, right. Racist. That's racist. But then you had a few people go into those districts and talk to the people there. And they're like, President Trump is right. I've been here all my life. It's never got better. It's getting worse. As a matter of fact, look at that. Then they show you a house and got a tree growing up through a dilapidated house. They're criticizing the president for saying that Baltimore is rat infested. And then in the background, why the reporter was saying that they got rats running around. You can't make this stuff up. This is what makes this president so extraordinary. This message so timely. He just calls it as he sees it. And then the media tries to spank him over it. And they're, they're the ones that are proven wrong. And the president's proven right. President Trump is not a Republican or, or a Democrat. And you know, he put on that R and thank God for it. But I think that he is, he's running the country. His policies are more conservative than we ever could have imagined. But the one thing the president is doing, that is amazing is he's cutting through the noise and his message, his policies are attracting Americans, whether you're American of African descent, uh, European descent, whatever descent. It's the ideas that are capturing the imagination. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with, and that is... The news and why it matters. If you like this show, you're going to love the news and why it matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The news and why it matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.